Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Welcome to the Better Together podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Rosario Picardo, and I'm here alongside Callie Picardo. Welcome. And together we are your co host, and we have a special guest on today's podcast, none other than our good friend, Tony Miltenberger. Tony, welcome to the Better Together podcast. Thank you so much. I'm a longtime listener, subscriber. I'm a big fan of what God is doing through you guys on this platform. And Tony is one of the first people that we met when we were visiting the Dayton area to discern our call to move and his hospitality along with his wife, Karen, really uh, was a confirmation of the type of folk that we wanted to be around. Uh, Tony has worked at all different types of of churches and size and also... um, has uh, went on to get his Master's of Divinity from United Theological Seminary, um, has been a turnaround pastor, meaning taking a church that has been in decline and and turning that around. And now he's uh, doing some other great things to impact God's kingdom, working with a organization called Spirit and Truth, which is helping bring renewal to the church alongside of his other hat that he wears at Joshua Recovery, being a spiritual leader and helping disciple the men and women in that recovery program. Tony, thanks for being with us today. Hey, listen, I I really appreciate the invitation and I'm excited to see uh, what we're going to jump into today. Well, go ahead, Cal, and, and share with our listeners where we're jumping into. One of the things that we often hear is people say, I just feel stuck. Like, I feel stuck. Like, I don't like where I am. I've tried all these different things to fix it. It's not getting better. And how do I, I just want to get unstuck. And sometimes it manifests itself uh, physically, where we are physically, sometimes it manifests emotionally. Um, And often there's a root spiritually with it as well. And those are all often intertwined. Um, But sometimes we just don't feel like we can get unstuck. And Tony, you've been helping a lot of folks with this lately, and um, we wanted to hear from our personal growth because sometimes we get stuck ourselves just being real. Um, But I also know a lot of folks that we're in community with that get to that point in seasons. And so what do you do? How do you you get to this place and how do you get out of it? So I I think one of the first times that I ever felt stuck was related to my time in the military. I was in the army reserves for a long time and um, I was deployed and then I came home from deployment. And and I had that feeling that many of us have, which is I'm overwhelmed. I feel suffocated. And and at that point in time, I really didn't have words. And, And an interesting thing happened not too long ago when we were in the midst of the lockdown of COVID. Do you guys remember that? It feels like forever ago and yesterday all at the same time. Yes. And, uh, and so my, and I were on our second walk for the, of the day because we weren't sure what else to do. And, uh, we felt stuck 
And, and as we were walking around this block, I looked at my wife and I said, um, babe, I, I've been here before. And she said, yeah, we were here this morning. And she goes, I go, no, not, not physically, like emotionally, I've been here before. And, uh, and, and I came to an important realization and it's this prolonged stress, stress that lasts an extended period of time. And that could be COVID, that could be job change, that could be uh, toddlers, that, that could be, that could be anything, right? Prolonged stress in your life takes cracks, which are anything that are kind of stress points and turns them into canyons, right? So prolonged stress takes the cracks in our lives and turns them into canyons. And, and what that means is, is that anything that was small, anything that was small before the stress gets magnified and blown up during the stress. So, so here's a great example. If you had um, a shopping addiction prior to COVID, and then you got locked down, and now all of a sudden it gets blown up, right? In, into a canyon. Relationships that were just, that you could just step over because they were a crack before, you, you get lost in because they were a canyon. And, and here's the interesting part. Um, you know, we can ignore cracks, but we can get, we can die in canyons. And, and I think for a lot of us, getting unstuck begins with, first of all, acknowledging that you're in a canyon in your life, right? That you're in a season that feels overwhelming, that feels heavy, that feels suffocating. And, and once you get that first uh, acknowledgement of, hey, this is where I am, then you receive the gift of the canyon, which is the gift of exploration. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. You can't figure out where, how to get out of where you are if you don't know where you are to begin with. So I think, yeah, you're right. Naming where we are and yeah, you can step over cracks until you can't, so you can't afford to ignore them. Yeah. And I, I think that there's something really interesting about um, when you can acknowledge that you're in a, in a really rough season, when you can acknowledge that you're stuck, then all of a sudden you have some ability to do different things, right? So the very first thing that I always tell people that if you're stuck, look at the disciplines in your life that you are or aren't keeping, right? And, and I always tell people to write them down because I'm the kind of person that will um, acknowledge, would talk myself out of something if I don't write it down because my, my brain is real shifty that way, right? I, I'm, I can talk myself in and out of things pretty easily, but so acknowledging like, what are, what are some of the healthy things that I have to do uh, in my life in order to, to be a good human? So, so Roz, for example, what does your, if you could draw up the perfect morning routine, what would you do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's probably very different than what currently happens. Yeah. I mean, I would probably, the first thing I would do, roll out of bed, spend my intentional time with the Lord, go to the gym, come back, drink more coffee, and then get to work on um, getting our girls ready to to go to daycare and preschool. So sure. That would probably be, oh, and take a shower in between, but. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So. What, what we might actually name as reality is I'm like, Roz, wake up. We got to move. The girl's going to be out the door in like 15 minutes. Let's go. And so he like grabs a little coffee, throws on clothes. We get the girls out the door and the crazy chaos and the day has begun. Uh, Callie, what about you? If you could drop the perfect morning, what would it be? Very similar, different? Um. 
Very similar, actually, uh, you know, coffee, breakfast, time with the Lord, kind of during that and then work out and shower, get dressed and then get the girls going. But I'm, I'm a routine person. So that happens a lot more often than not that the exercise is the hard part for me right now that <laughs> got lost when we had a th- kid number three. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And that makes sense. That happens. To, that happens to all of us. Right. So I always tell people that if you start with ideal, then you can settle for what's real. Right. And so writing down a couple of things that are non-negotiables. So um, and and then negotiating on when they're going to be in your day and then calendaring them. Right. And this is how we develop good disciplines is we calendar them because when somebody tries to steal that five minutes from you. So so maybe, you know, you've got young kids and you can't get it done in the morning, but you're going to say, hey, the first thing I do when I get to the office at eight o'clock is I'm going to spend 30 minutes in the word and in prayer. Well, if you calendar that every day, then you're less likely to negotiate yourself out of it or give that time away to something that feels more important. So getting unstuck begins with, you know, knowing what the ideal is and then, and then making it real and then figuring out a on to it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. But can I name something for any other routine folks out there? Yes, for me, absolutely. sometimes my roots, I get stuck in my routine. Mm. And so sometimes if you're a routine person, sometimes making a change to the routine can help me get unstuck. You know, I had this uh, recently started I've got the flexibility to work from home or the office. So I've started so that I can get some of my big things on my to-do list done first. I would always like get up and then go to the office because you're supposed to go to the office and the supposed to use the shoulds can be my enemy. And so instead I said, no, I don't have to, I can actually get some more productive things done. If I actually get up, get ready, get the girls out the door and then work from home for a couple of hours and then go into the office midday. Like I get so much more done that way. And so for me, actually a, change in routine again a routine mm-hmm. but I, I have to knock myself out of what I should be doing and again not like the the shoulds that are like made up shoulds yeah I think that's where one of the um the other things that I think really helps people get unstuck is intentional community right mm-hmm. and because in intentional community people uh, I call mine the council of the godly right godly <laughs> godly men in my wife, in my life and my wife (laughs) that can speak truth into my routine, to my attitude, to my disposition, because oftentimes I don't know when I'm being a jerk that, you know, like, I I don't, I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm an eight on the Enneagram, you know, and I know, um, you guys have some experience with that. Right. But as an eight, sometimes I can be a bully. And I don't ever feel like I'm being a bully. Um, and yet here I am bulldozing people left and right. So that counsel of the godly are people in my life who love me enough to tell me the truth, even when it hurts. Like, hey, dude, are, are you okay? You seem like you're in a rut or you seem like you're stuck or you seem like you're um, putting off things that you need to be doing. You know, do you guys, uh, do you guys both have intentional community? Go ahead, Raz. Um, yeah, I have I have those folks that are your kind of your go to folks that you're seeking wisdom, and also a spiritual director that are really started to meet with during COVID more, kick that up a notch. Um, 
and it's somebody I've known for 20 years and that's been helpful. That kind of knows me, knows my wiring and is prayerfully helping me process. Um, and then, um, during COVID as well, we were able to launch many type of discipleship groups. And so I've been meeting with my guys group every Thursday for two years now. That's awesome. Um, and that was one of like six or seven groups that are still going. Um, and that kind of helped spring that forward. So Cal. Yeah, I've got my people as well. I feel like in the season of life, it's really hard for me to meet with a group consistently at the same time every week. So I have my spiritual director that I meet with monthly. And then I have my people that are my like, Hey, we, we just connect regularly. And once we, and we try to reschedule a time. And so that they're the people that I'm like, okay, can you pray for me? Here's what's going on. Um, and then some good coworkers as well that I can be real with. And, and Roz and I try to encourage and spur one another on though. It is, it's hard with a spouse, you know, there's, there's the delicate line of saying, honey, you're being a jerk, but you know, we do it in love. Yeah. It's, it's the harshest delicate line that I live in. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm very thankful to be married to a truth teller. So (laughs) praise God. Yes. You know, I, I think the thing is, is, um, the intentional part is, is the key. And I I don't want people to miss what you guys are saying is that there are groups of people who are there to spur you on in the faith. And so that kind of intentionality is different than, um, I mean, I got a group of guys who I play basketball with a couple times a week um, and they have a completely different set of goals than I do, you know, just in life, right. Which is great. Fine. No problem. But when I'm thinking about getting unstuck, I think about knowing that I want to be unstuck with the Lord and I don't want to be, I don't want to be unstuck in the world and I can, I'm prone uh, because of my personality type. I could be easily convinced to go either way. So making sure that that intentional community is there and is pushing me towards Jesus is, is hugely important for me. And then the, Tony, the, how did you find that group? I mean, I, I think some people oh, are sure. like, that would be great, but how do I find those people in my life? Yeah. I, so, so church is always a good place to start. And then <clears throat> the second thing I think is I, um, I fiercely pursue them. Right. And so I, I always ask, you know, for, uh, I've, I've got a, a spiritual mentor who who's working with me. Um, I've got a counselor who I see, and then I'm in a Wesleyan band meeting with another pastor. And so then we get together once a week. And so throughout the course of the month, there are at least three people I'm meeting with at least several times in order to spur myself on. Right. And then, um, and, and then I disciple some guys too. And so in that disciple making relationship, then that becomes an area where I also, I have to show up authentically for them as I'm trying to help them grow in their faith. So, you know, that kind of work really requires um, honesty, vulnerability, and, and transparency. Mm-hmm. It's kind of finding that it's finding those safe people because you want to feel safe. You want there to be trust in those relationships and you want to be able to share honestly and confidence and confidentiality. And so it's important to have that deep level of trust, but I know there've been a couple especially one in particular that's been added to my life in the past year or two that 
that I just met her and I just had this strong, like, I want to hang out with this woman. Like mm. it, I, she and I have similar life goals and I sense I, I, the Holy spirit inside of me recognizes the Holy spirit inside of her and we want to get together. And so like, you know, I think being attentive to that too, if there's someone that you just feel like, gosh, when I'm with them, I feel like I'm learning and growing and growing closer to God. And I trust them. And I feel like we could really be that iron that sharpens iron with one another, making each other better. I mean, this yeah, is a, the better together podcast. This so is the better together better podcast. Together That's right. I love that. Uh, what, one of the things that we say all the time in our house is that trust is given and mistrust is earned. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a Craig Grishel quote. Uh, we, we talk about that as it pertains to parenting, but we also talk about that, as, especially as a, to those intentional relationships. Um, so we start out with a whole level of trust. And then, um, as if someone gives us a reason to mistrust them, whether that's my 16 year old, or that's somebody who I'm discipling, um, that becomes apparent really quickly. Yeah, this is all really good, Tony. Anything else you'd say that helps just in in that initial, especially when you're like just trying to get started getting unstuck? The the last thing is probably um, the one that if you're not sure where to start, this is an easy task and it's it's five minutes of intentional margin. Hmm. Um, Find a space, a place, maybe it's even just your car and, and just practice breathing with no screens and no, um, no agenda, just, just soak in the presence of the Lord. And so that, that's something that I, I really recommend as a coping mechanism. I, I recommend it as an unstuck kind of catalyst. Um, just a little bit of space goes a long way um, to catalyze into what's next. I've heard people talk about using those at transition points in your day as well. Like say you you're leaving work and either the first five minutes you hop in the car or when you pull into your garage, just sit for five minutes before you enter the house, just kind of to try to, Ooh, cause I come in and I'm a whirlwind and I'm still thinking and stressed from the day, but also trying to now parent and, Oh goodness, yeah. I, I need, I, I wholeheartedly need more margin in my life. One of the things I say on the podcast all the time is that if you're not dedicated to your disciplines, you'll be destroyed by your distractions. And I just think that a lot of us aren't um, thinking about the little things in life we can do to keep us from being in those ruts. So that's my prayer for uh, for the Better Together community is that, you know, spend a couple minutes today thinking about what you're doing to get unstuck. And remember, you're not alone. This, is, this has been awesome and an encouragement to myself and I'm sure Callie as well, and it'll be an encouragement to our listeners. Uh, before we close, uh, will you just tell us about the Re- uh, Reclamation Reclamation podcast and um, where we can find it? And Yeah, the Reclamation podcast is anywhere you listen to podcasts, and it's all about reclaiming good practices for faith and life. Uh, we just really believe that through intentional conversation, we can help you move closer to Jesus in practice and in understanding. Uh, you can put anywhere podcasts are downloaded. Um, also on my website, reclamationpodcast.com. Uh, so I'm probably most active on the socials uh, on Instagram at TWMILT, T-W-M-I-L-T. I'd love to connect with you there.
Awesome. Well, Tony, thank you. And friends, uh, if this has been an encouragement to you today, we pray that you will share it with someone else that might be needing this in this season. So in the meantime, be blessed. We are better together.